0: Can we come together right now and sing hosanna hosanna to the lamb that was slain praise him let us worship him in spirit and in truth father we come before you this very morning and we put everything in perspective that god we will have good days and bad days that there will be days of sunny days and there will be days of sorrows and with rains and storms in our lives but lord despite our seasons your seasons and who you are you will never change Your name will never change. You will remain the same for years and and forever and ever. And angels and your people will sing glory and glory in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. So God, we declare, we join the angels. We join all those who came before us, who lived faithfully in this one life that they had. We join in worshiping together in glorifying your name and lifting up your name on high. Lord, we thank you for the honor to be able to worship you and to pray to the name above all names that there is power in your name. And in your name, no evil shall prosper. No evil will prevail. For we will be victorious in Christ through the blood that was shed for us, we remember the cross. Remember you, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, come and have your way here in this place. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here this very morning, let it be pleasing in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. You are our steadfast rock. We thank you, we love you, pray all these things. Your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray, and God's people pray, amen, and amen. Today's title, today's message is a question, are you ready to live? Are you ready to live? When I was a young lad, uh, during lock-ins at church, uh, in youth group, we would do a bunch of I guess you could say, unusual activities. Well, nowadays, people would consider it unusual, but normal back then, because it was a different time then. And we would all gather, especially the guys, in joining and gathering everyone, exciting everyone, in joining what is called a push-up contest. Uh, All the guys would gather. If you don't know what that is, you you'll gather in a circle, and each would take turns. So for example, you would start with zero, and one, two, three, and four. So you do one, and then each person would, in order, do one, and then once it comes back, you would do two, circle, three, circle, and so on. And we would do this until there was last man standing. And in this one particular night, I was in high school, there was this one individual that was enduring and giving everyone a difficult time because this individual would not quit. After his friends around him quit, they convinced him to think of this push-up contest as if you are a martyr dying for Christ. They were telling him, imagine that right now, like you're in Rome or you're in India or somewhere, like You're being tortured, and right now, you are dying for Christ. Die for him. They're like, die for him. Come on, keep going. He's like shaking. He can't even do it. He's like, die. Just do it. Just do it. And the truth is, it is a glorious thing to die for Christ. Uh, There are many books written about martyrs. There are magazines, Voice of Martyrs. We've joined them in the past with our donations to North Korea called DC Talk, called Jesus Freak, Voice of Martyrs, stories of how people died for their faith, stood up for their faith, and died for their faith. However, today, I want to talk to you about the other, another glorious thing. You could maybe say it is even more glorious than dying for Christ, for it is not The main question is not, are you ready to die, but are you ready to live? Are you ready to live for Christ? Can we turn to our neighbor and say, are you ready to live? live. Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 says this, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And many Christians, they focus on the finished product, the end product, where it says to die is gain. This is good, but we must not overlook the phrase of what is stated before in the beginning, the former, to live is Christ. All the important reminder, the beautiful truth and the phrase, To live is Christ, meaning the true purpose and goal of this one life, of the Christian life. If you are a Christian, the true purpose and goal to this life is for us to advance the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. When we eat, when we sleep, when we work, we live for one thing. And that is that we desire and that we choose to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So starting with point number one, you desire and you choose, number one, is this, to proclaim Christ to the world. Proclaim Christ to the world. When we donate, when we give offerings, when we are at work, when we are at home, whatever we do, we proclaim the gospel in advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, for we are the product of the salvation grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we received. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, Paul here he says this, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I what proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. You may say, I'm not able to speak in front of people, in front of crowds. I am shy. I'm scared when I'm in front of people. I cannot even speak. How can I proclaim the good news? How can I share the gospel in my work, in my secular workplace, with my secular friends? How can I? But Paul here, he makes it clear that he did not preach the gospel. He did not come to the people with eloquence or with human wisdom, but he came with fear and trembling Understanding that it is all because of the resurrection, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the cross of him being crucified. He said, I came in weakness, with fear and trembling, and my preaching was not with wise and persuasive words, with charisma. It was not dependent on my education, but it was dependent on spirit, on God's The power, the demonstration of the Spirit's power, it says in verse 4. So that the faith of these people who are hearing will not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power, on the Spirit of God. Paul, no matter where he was, whether he was a tent maker, whether he was working, whether he was on the mission field whether he was on the boats in a shipwreck whether he was in prison paul preached the gospel of jesus christ with such great conviction and with passion with such urgency so so point a proclaim the gospel with great courage b proclaim the gospel with great passion. C, proclaim the gospel with great conviction. D, proclaim the gospel with great humility. And you can even add letter E. I know it's not up there, but you can say, proclaim the gospel with great urgency. For each day, the days are short. For we do not get to live forever our time on this earth it is limited do not trust your youth do not trust your health for one day we will take our final breath ephesians 5 15 to 20 says be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise what is to be wise is to preach the gospel making the most of every opportunity Christ making the most of every opportunity because the days are short and it is full of evil. To Proclaim Christ to the world. Are you ready to live? Are you living? Or are you just living? Are you truly living for Christ? Point number two, to worship Christ in spirit and in truth. worship him worship jesus christ ephesians five fifteen to 20 focusing on verse 19 to 20 it says speaking to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the spirit sing and make music from your heart to the lord what we just read always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we come and worship God, when we read psalms declaring God's goodness, when we're journaling, when we're making music glorifying his name, it has to have thanksgiving there. It has to tie in with giving thanksgiving to God for everything. For you have everything in Christ already. No matter what circumstances you may be, whether you may be in prison or how difficult, you may have lost a family member due to death or any situation, you come to God with thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for the time that I was able to spend with this individual. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your provision, that you are good and faithful and that you will never change. And we must speak These truths to one another. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. I've been in missions in many different places, different places, different cultures. And when we gather, whether you know the language or not, when we come, we worship. We worship. There are no boundaries. We come together and we worship the Lord. And we have one thing in common. Number one, we are Christians. And number two, that we give thanks to God for everything that we have through worshiping him together for that's what unites us. It is because of him that we worship in spirit and in truth. John 4, verse 23 to 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. And I talk about this passage every Thursday prayer evenings. For these are the kind of people, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. For God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Psalm 24, 3 to 6, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, the one who, are you that individual, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication, which means justification you'll receive defense from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. When you're a true worshiper, you're worshiping spirit and truth, and in turn, you're worshiping with clean hands and a pure heart, for you would desire to seek him. And we are not pure because of our own deeds or what we have done, haven't done, it is because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's because of the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. We're able to worship him in spirit and in truth. It is all because of the spirit's power, the power of God. Leading to point number three, to imitate Christ in all that you do. All that you do. Do. Doing. First Corinthians 11.1 one says, follow my example, Paul says, as I follow the example of Christ. He's saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. It does, does not mean that you become the Messiah, the Savior of the person, hoaxing others, brainwashing others, putting yourself on a pedestal. We must imitate his humility. We are called to imitate him as paul says follow my example as i follow and imitate the example of christ we imitate letter a his love b his courage c his compassion the compassion for the brokenhearted to the outcast d his passion passion in his pursuit for the lost e his pursuit, F, his sacrifice. The book of Mark reminds us of the sacrifices made for Christ's sake. It will be repaid 100-fold, it says. It will not be forgotten. So sacrifice for Christ. G, his forgiveness. H, his humility. I, his heart. And K, his wisdom. Philippians 3.10 tells us, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. There is no greater obedience than Christ. If Christ was obedient to death and death on a cross, we too must be obedient in this one life when we are alive until we take our final breath here on this earth. Do you know the gospel? Do you know the truth? Do you imitate Christ and all that you do? When you know Christ, you cannot live in your own selfish ways. We cannot come casually to church. Oh, how I pray that our church will truly grow, that we will not continue going and repeating the same things for when we are repeating the same things I know the end result for I read the scripture and you know the scripture when a godly man and a woman of God they continue going on and repeating the same mistakes over and over and over and over the end result is death the end result is you get left behind the train is leaving. The train is moving. Are you ready? Are you distracted in the grocery store, buying gums, drinks, wanting the worldly things of this life? Are you in the bathroom, literally like as I was while the train was leaving and Rania was holding the train like this? The train will not wait. The train is moving. We need to get on the train right now. It's moving. We need to stop repeating the same things over and over and over again. When we are disciplined, when we are spoken to, when a godly individual or a godly leader or a godly friend comes and they speak to you with godly conviction, number one, how do you respond? Do you respond with humility? Or do you just put up a front pretending to know? Or in that very moment, you have conviction, but yet next day you forget, and we continue on doing the same thing over and over and over again. Imagine if God was fickle like us. How can you trust such a God? His mood is good today, and tomorrow maybe if I give him extra, then maybe he will be good. Maybe he will accept me today. But thanks be to God that God is consistent. It says the scripture tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he is not like a shifting shadow that will change, for he is the rock that will remain the same. The thing is that we change. We change for the good, or we change for the worst. But he is our rock. He is our foundation. In any relationship, when it's rocky with emotions, left and right, left and right, up and down, up and down, when it is not based on the truth and on the rock of that foundation, you will not last. We must imitate Christ as he was obedient to death and death on a cross. Imitate Christ in all that you do. When emotions come, when tough times come, I pray that you would look to Christ. You know, up until this moment in my life, you know, one of the most difficult things was doing this church plant. All the amount of different things that came with it. I'm thankful to God to have had the faith to have entered into the desert Leading to the promised land, that God will take care of all the details. We are not perfect, and the only way that we will endure is if we imitate Christ and know that it is Christ that leads us. Each one, right now, each individual, we are responsible. We play a part in this body in imitating his love, his courage. His compassion, his passion, his pursuit, his sacrifice, his forgiveness, his humility, his heart, his wisdom. Do you desire it, though? I pray that you would desire it and you put it into action. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. And I'm closing with this and last point here, point number four. To know Christ in his death and resurrection. Can you all sing with me, oh, I will give my final breath? And, whoa, you're about to sing a completely different song. For the moment there, I was like, what are you singing? ready? Let's start with I will give my final breath. And I will give my final breath to know you in your death and resurrection. Lord, I want to know you more. Oh, So what am I saying here? And why am I closing with this? Because for a Christian, what sets us apart is that we know Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Having faith in Christ, and I say this very carefully, yes, it is enough, but do you know him in his death and resurrection? Do you know the power and the significance and the meaning of him dying on the cross, rising up from the dead, ascending to heaven? Do you understand the weight of that truth? If you do, there is no way that we can live this life casually. There is no way that we can live the same way as we used to in the past. If there is no 180 mark change, in your life we must reflect upon our lives right now you must take a moment to see ourselves and to check ourselves and ask yourself this question am i truly in the faith what will christ say to me on my last day when i've taken my final breath and i see him when i see god face to face Will God see my accomplishments, my works, for they're all garbage and its it will be ruined before the holy throne of God. But will Christ, will God see Christ in you? Will he see the humility of Christ in you? Will he see the life of Jesus Christ in you? Will he see the blood that covers all your sins? The blood that has covered and has forgiven all of your sins and has paid all your debts that we can never pay back. Will he see Christ in us? That's why Paul he declares here in Philippians 3:10. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. And participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Hebrews tells us obedient on the cross. John eleven twenty-five to twenty-seven says this. Jesus tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, Son of God, who is to come into the world. Are you going to declare today, yes, Lord, in this one life that I have as I'm alive here today, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Will you declare that from your mouth, from your heart, from your mind, with all that you have, your heart, soul, mind, and strength, or will you deny cross? Will you deny Christ? Sounded like Australian at that moment. Will you deny Christ and walk away with your head down, sad like the young rich ruler? Will you go pry proud and pride like Judas? Or will you be humble like Zacchaeus and come down from the tree, the sycamore tree, and invite Christ into your home? Will you declare as Martha declared, Yes, Lord, I believe. You are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Will you, like Paul, declare, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Whether in life or in death, for me, I know what I will do. I don't know what you will do, But I know what I will do. For me, I will live for Christ. And I will declare it and I will proclaim it until I take my final breath here on this earth. And I look forward to that day, that final day, when I see God face to face. Whether I'm in my hospital bed or whether I'm being martyred or whether I'm the only one standing up, but when I take that final breath, I will have hope, for Christ is with me. For to live is Christ, and to die is gain. I will fear no death, nor evil, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. For you walk with me, and it's because of the cross of Jesus Christ that I have hope and I have life today. May you declare today the same conviction, the same passion that you will live this one life well. And may we start with the small things. Can we come to God on Sundays with hearts of humility? Can we come on time? Can we come ready? Can we not give Him our leftovers, not sleeping? And I'm guilty of that. I don't stand up here in a pedestal thinking that I am better and teaching you. For when I preach, every time I preach, I preach to my own heart. And that is why at times you'll see me having tears in my eyes because I'm preaching to myself. And I do not get emotional, I do not cry. But when I'm up here and I'm preaching, Holy Spirit convicts me and He breaks my heart. Reminds me of my shortcomings, of who I am, who I used to be, and how Christ and the work that He has done in me. May you not forget to live for Christ. I pray with all my heart and I speak speaking to you with my heart. You can follow Christ. Follow him with everything you have. With the blessings that God has given you, follow him. Don't drop the baton. There's too much at stake. Think about the next generation. Think about the world that we are living in. Many young men and women are falling away. They're being blinded by the desires and the passion of this world. Live this one life well. Live well. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Next week, I'm gonna ask the question Are you ready to die? Sounds like a threat, (laughs) but are you ready? Are you truly ready for we will all one day die? Question is, how will you die? Will you die under the banner of the cross of Jesus Christ? Will you die buried? Under all your accomplishments, all the junk, all the Rolexes, all the Mazdas, the convertibles, all the Lamborghinis, the mansions, the amount of money in our accounts, scripture makes it very clear we cannot take any of them with us with a U-Haul truck. May you sow for the kingdom of God, for your eternal soul, not for things that are fleeting. Are you ready to live? If you are, start now. Start today. Start this week. Forget the past, for your past is forgiven. Whatever failures or mistakes you have made, it is done. Move on for you are forgiven. You are a new creation in Christ. Don't forget who you are and whose you are. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, are you ready? Amen. Amen. Can we all come together and sing what the Lord has done in me? I want to ask the praise team to come up where the spirit leads may there be freedom for where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom amen and amen I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you, Jonathan? Do you, you? Do you, men and women of God who are listening here in this place? Do you believe this? May your answer today be as Martha. Yes lord she replied i believe that you are the messiah the son of god who is to come into the world and he is here today for to me to live is christ to me to live is christ lord as we're about to enter a new week for some of us a new week in a new city I pray God that we would be faithful and we'll remember the life, the death and the resurrection of the King the Lord may we not forget and be quick to forget Your goodness and who you are and may we remember today in who and whose we are are you ready to live yes Lord I am ready to live this one life that I have for you for your kingdom for your purpose for your glory for your honor for your name in your calling I will remain faithful in this one life that I have. Thank you for your grace and your mercy in our lives, God. Let the weak say, I am strong. And let the poor say, I am rich. Let the blind say, I can see what the Lord has done in me. We pray all these things in your precious Son. Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen man. Amen. Let's sing the song together. If I told you my story.
1: If I told you my story. If I told you my story. You would hear me. Amén
0: together. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may the Lord shine his face upon you and continue to be gracious to you. And now now may the Lord turn his face towards you to give you peace unending. And may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, continue to equip you with everything good in finishing his work. And may he work within us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people we pray, amen Amen. and amen. amen. God bless you. I love you. May you live this life well. God bless you.